Hey everybody, welcome back to Cocktails and Spirits. This is Alphonse, also known as Funs. With me, like always, is Eric. Hey Eric, how are we doing today? Oh man, we're doing good, doing good. You know, looking forward to another great show. Uh, with us today, we have another two-time guest on the show, Marshall Manaya, Beverage Director of Valerie and Madame George. Marshall, how are hey, you doing? Yeah. Good, how are you guys? Nice to great. see you. Nice to talk to you again. Thanks for coming back on, man. We're, uh, I remember last time we had a great conversation and towards the end of it, we were talking a lot about, you know, uh, prepping uh, about syrups, tincture, shrubs, especially shrubs. I remember we were talking about them then. And we're just very excited to continue yeah. to bring you on for a second episode and talk about that. So, about. To, yeah. So today <laughs> we want to have you on to, you know, uh, talk about all that stuff and you let us know how we can make better cocktails at home. Sounds great. Cool, cool, man. So uh, we want to get started first on, you know, simple syrups because uh, like the name says is simple, but it, it, they can easily be done wrong as well. <laughs> so can you give us some examples of like how the differences in simple syrups and how what's a good way to go about it when creating all these different types of syrups? Um, yeah, I think, uh, like you said, simple is the name for a reason. Um, but you know, like when you're working in your bar for consistency reasons, it's always best to kind of get everything down to the weight. Um, you know, measuring is, is key either way. Um, if you're going to do your kind of like, uh, let's say like cup of water to cup of sugar, um, but, you know, it kind of does vary from time to time, depending on the measuring cups that you're using. If there's, uh, you know, any residual in there or anything like that, it could stick and limit the amount of water or sugar that you're putting in. And so it's always best to get it by weight first. Um, you With simple, you can honestly just combine your uh, hot water to your sugar in a container, stir them together until all the sugar is dissolved. And you have your simple syrup. Um, honestly, at home, you could just, uh, from your kettle, measure out a cup of water and a cup of sugar, combine them together, stir until the sugar is dissolved and uh, allow it to cool. And uh, you'll have your simple for all your daiquiris and gimlets and many other cocktails. Simple doesn't sound too simple. So there's definitely <laughs> some sort of you know, technique to it. Details. It's just, it's just little things that you could get lost with. You know what I mean? Like if you put them all on a pot together and it's on high and your, your water starts to boil, then you're going to start losing water content and increasing the sweetness of your, of your sugar. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So you wouldn't suggest putting it in a pot, like one cup of water, one cup of sugar, and just letting it, you know, get to a temperature and then turning it off. That it's just, uh, I mean, you can, it, you do risk uh more so boiling off some of the water content and uh leaving yourself with like a improper ratio and you'll end up with like a mm. bit more of a rich simple rather than like a one-to-one okay that and then when so now doing it on a kettle how hot do you usually get how how hot would you suggest getting that water to well if you're if you're doing like a kettle and you're measuring uh, like after the kettle is hot, then you should, then you'll be good. You know what I mean? It's like the, the problem is when you mix them together ahead of time and then you bring it up to like a simmer or boil and you start losing the water content of the already mixed ingredients. Um, but if you measure out, uh, let's say a cup of already hot 
water from or boiling water from the kettle, then you won't be losing any more water content. Oh, that, that makes sense. Now, what about when um, creating like uh, some sort of fruit simple syrups? Or what do you suggest to get those type of flavors uh, into simple syrups? Uh, yeah, those those you can um, do kind of one of two ways. You can um, allow the fruit to macerate into the sugar uh, for a period of time. Um, like basically, if you take your raspberries or strawberries or cucumbers or pineapples, um, dice them up, um, mix it into the sugar and allow those sugars and fruit and the juices in the fruits to play together. It would, if you stir them together, it will like kind of turn into this, um, you know, like kind of like uh, richer, like gummy mm-hmm. texture. And then you can add your water to that and stir to incorporate and then strain. Um, or you can do, uh, like take your simple mixture, um, put that into a pot on like a medium heat, never like a boil with your ingredients. Um, especially like something like a a strawberry, the, uh, the color will start to run and you can like physically see that the strawberries are, um, you know, kind of like you've extracted all that flavor out. Um, and then when doing, like you said, with the sugar, so let's say I'm using, like, as an easy example, I'm going to use cup for all the measuring. So you would put one cup of sugar and you you cut your uh, fruit into pieces. And how much fruit would you put in there? Um, you could you could start off with, uh, like, a, a cup, like a one, 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 like a cup okay. of strawberries, cup of sugar, cup of water, um, and then just kind of, like, that that's kind of depends on your on your flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want more of that, then you could uh, bump up to like a cup and a half of your fruit to a cup of water, a cup of sugar. Um, but it really kind of depends on the cocktail that you're trying to make. Um, but I always I, I do like to lean a little heavier on the fruit to really pull in that that flavor. Just always remember that fruits are going to have natural sugars in them. Um, so you could uh, end up with a sweeter product. That yeah, makes sense. Having said that, would that make a big difference? Uh, are you looking for the most ripe uh, fruits, or something in between, or something? You know? Yeah, we we try to wait till everything is is ripe, so we can grab that flavor out because um, it's not really going to be sitting for too long. You know what I mean? Like you can make mm-hmm. a syrup in in twenty minutes or less. And then that, um, how long would you let the sugar and the fruits kind of like, you know, combine? If, if you're just going to do the maceration, um, just kind of let it combine for, you know, like 30 minutes. Oh, so not even long. I, yeah, not even that long. You'll kind of see them as soon as you start to stir them together, you'll see that they they really break down. Now, if you're trying to do more of like a oleosaccharum, which is like really extracting the oils from the fruit typically like a fruit peel, like if you're doing like a, a grapefruit or orange or lemon or something like that, that's going to sit like overnight or longer. And you'll just be left with the the liquid of the oils from the citrus and the sugar combined. Oh, that sounds cool. Mm. Uh, so that you do like the whole uh, orange or just the peels? Uh, peels. So it's just peels and kind of the same thing in that case, you would do the same thing that one start at one to one ratio kind of thing. Yeah. And, and those ones are, um, 
I mean, I guess I digress a little bit, but like, yeah, if you're, if you're doing like an oleosaccharum is going to be like a completely different method of, so like the oleosaccharum would be, um, the, the peels of your citrus sitting into sugar and over a period of time, the oils are going to extract into the sugar and you're kind of left with this. It's a very small quantity, but it's very intense flavor. Um, now I like using that like general concept when we're using like blackberries and raspberries and some other like bright tart fruits. Um, so like we'll have the fruit sit into the sugar for like 30 minutes or so, like we said, um, stir that up till we have that like nice gummy texture. And then, um, we'll add the water in and whisk like as quickly as we can to try to dissolve all that sugar down. Oh, that's cool. Now, uh, earlier you mentioned cucumber. I have had a lot of trouble ma- like um, getting like a cucumber simple syrup. Do you have any suggestions? I just feel like it's so light in, in flavor. Yeah. So yeah. Like, cucumber is part of the like part of the melon family. Um, mm-hmm. So like with cucumbers, cantaloupes, honeydews, um, watermelon, you know what I mean? Like as soon as you start oh, applying a lot of heat to it, um, it just it, it tastes and it, it just like tastes like off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so those ones you kind of want to do more of that oleo sacramish method of like, you don't want to put it on the boiler. You don't want to put it on the pan and add all that heat to it. Cause it's just going to make a taste off. So yeah, we do, uh, for Valerie, we do like a cucumber jalapeno cordial. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, we, we allow the cucumbers, uh, peeled and diced up to sit into the sugar for like 30 minutes. And then we actually add in uh, fresh jalapeno juice and water as our liquid and whisk that all together um, to incorporate. So oh, you wouldn't so necessarily add more of it just as actually doing the, the, the right preparation for it. Right. Yeah. And that, that's interesting. Jalapeno juice. Uh, is that like the pickled jalapeno or like, no, we just, no. we just straight up juice jalapenos. Um, cause we wanted to apply heat, um, and, and have like a bit more of like a, uh, juicier texture, but like the cucumber juice turns so quickly. Um, so we like cut our water. Like if we're doing like, a, let's say a one-to-one, it would be like one part, sugar one part cucumber half part water half part jalapeno juice and then we do add a touch of uh vodka in there to act as like a preservative and then how long would that one last you guys typically Uh, that one we have to make it every week either way um Mm -hmm. but yeah it it lasts comfortably like a week Wow, that, that I had never heard of uh, like jalapeno being juice. Yeah, here it sounds really. I'm thinking, and it's just like a juicer, right? Like that's there's not much to. Yeah, we just just juice it straight with the seeds in, so that way we can kind of keep that heat. Um, and then we just kind of, um, you know, we go off of taste. Uh, sometimes you know, because jalapenos can yeah, be, they vary. Yeah. yeah, vary for sure. So for consistency, we just try to you know, sometimes we have to pair down the jalapeno juice and pair up the water or vice versa. Now, uh, since we're on the jalapeno topic and it's, mm-hmm. it's gotten a lot more popular with that. Yes. Is there, um, I've noticed jalapenos is like the main one use. Is there a reason why, um, serranos aren't touched that much or habaneros are not touched that much? Is it just jalapenos are like the right, you know, the right balance for spiciness and, you know, 
availability? Yeah, I, I I think so. Like in our uh, in our house, spicy tincture, we use both jalapeno and serrano. Um, I think generally that jalapenos for the like modern palate, like jalapenos taste good. You know what I mean? Like without yeah. burning too much. Um, and serranos have more heat and less of that kind of like uh, palatable flavor. Um, so I, I think that's why the jalapenos lean in. I think they're easier to find. Um, they're bigger. So people think they can get more out of it. Um, and habaneros are, uh, I think <laughs> they scare people. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. Now, uh, before we move on to another, uh, like, uh, another topic, can you tell us a little bit about the different types of syrups used like for example um the most popular ones like old-fashioned how that different syrups can affect that and uh like how to make one properly at home like for example you were mentioning the rich simple syrup the demerara turbinado and all, all those can you give us a little breakdown on those yeah for sure um so for your simple syrup you're almost always going to be using like a your granulated sugar kind of like what you're used to using for your baking and coffee and things like that. Um, you always want to leave that one in a one-to-one -one ratio. Um, and that's what you're going to be using for your, uh, like gimlets and daiquiris, things like that. Um, now I think for, for Demerara, which is like a partially refined sugar, um, natural molasses rather than any type of like additive kind of like brown sugar and things like that. Um, that, that Demerara and Turbinado is what you're going to be using for your old fashions and um especially for bars it's just all about consistency like you know what i mean like the yeah. the sugar the sugar cube is great but um and it's traditional but you know when we're running bars and we want everybody to have the same old fashioned every time they come in we we make a syrup out of it just for sheer consistency but we're going to do that mm -hmm. more of a, a rich simple so rich simple means sh more sugar than water so our dem uh, syrup is always going to be two parts demerara sugar to one part water. And then we're just going to use, you know, like a teaspoon to a quarter ounce in an old fashioned. Um, and then your bitters whiskey, of course, stirred down is going to be consistent. Um, and then for a rich simple, you'll have uh, the same ratio, two parts granulated sugar to one part water. Um, that's if you, you know, want to beef up, your cocktail with a touch of sweetness, a little more body with less water content. Um, and you can use that for, you know, an old fashioned too, if you, if that's the flavor that you prefer, but Demerara is, is how we do it. Got it. And then what about gum syrup? I see that not too much, but I have seen it. Yeah. What do you think about that. Honestly, I haven't played with the xanthan gum too much um, myself. It, it was more kind of like West Coast uh, tiki style of cocktails mm. that called for it. Um, I know okay, that in the Death & Co. cocktail book, they have some good recipes for it. Um, but honestly, I haven't played too much with it. Yeah, and, and no worries. I've seen it. it I saw it on Death and Co. as well, and uh, but mm -hmm. I've never. Is it typically just kind of like a very thick syrup, right? A very yeah. I, the like way that, right? I think it's more of like a kind of like leaning more towards like a cane sugar, um, and you're going to get a little more of that like raw earthy note out of it, um, a little thicker, um, as opposed to kind of like the processed granulated sugar that uh, that we have like so commonly access to. 
Interesting. And then do you um, think brands matter on the type of sugar that's used or anything like that? Or do you just kind of, as long as it's the, the uh, yeah, as, sugar. Long, as long as there's no um, additional preservatives or additives in it. Um, I haven't found like a brand that I've like straight away from that we've ordered at the bar. Got it. That's good to know. And all right, now let's talk about tinctures because tinctures um, like shrubs. I have tons of questions of them. Basically, how they're applied, how you apply them into cocktails and how you can make something at home, uh, you know, something that we can try. Yeah. Um, Tinctures are a great addition. Like I consider them to be, uh, you know, a tincture basically in short is just a infusion. Um, so you're going to start with your vodka base, um, for most, um, because it's a neutral flavor. Um, you can create your own flavor depending on your, you know, your herbs or flowers or fruit or whatever it is that you want to kind of grab. Um, but the, the proof of the vodka, um, typically a bit higher than 80% is great. Um, will help extract those flavors over a short period of time, and then you can use them, um, to help modify a cocktail. So kind of like with, um, when I'm talking about like bitters, like, you know, there is your standard aromatic bitters like Angostura. And then I think that there's like a large portion of them that are more like modifying bitters. Like, um, I know like bitter truth uses a, they make a, like a very like vegetal bright cucumber bitter. Um, and I, I think that like, if you use that in addition to like fresh cucumber, it really helps pull out that cucumber flavor. Um, I think that yuzu bitters are a great addition to help pull out citrus. Um, apple bitters are, are perfect to help pull out more of that apple flavor. If you're using like an apple syrup or, um, like a apple based gin or something like that, it's going to help extract more of those flavors. So that's kind of how I use tinctures is just to apply like a touch more of that flavor to help like amplify and bring it more to the forefront of the cocktail. Okay. That, that makes sense. And now since you did touch on infusions and we, that was kind of brought up already. Um, how, what about infusions at home or when, yeah. how you do them? How so, is sorry, go finding ahead. the right balance? Cause I feel like that's hard as well. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> and, and that's kind of like, uh, uh, take some time. Um, so I think quickly for tinctures, like if you want to use, um, your kind of like higher proof vodka as a neutral grain, grab, um, you know, a tea or a flower or your fruit, dice it up, do like a, a cup of your vodka and maybe like a quarter half cup of your fruit, maybe a tablespoon of your herb, something like that. And you just kind of let it sit, um, in a jar sealed, shake it every day and just kind of taste it as like taste it daily. And like when it's ready to your liking, then it's ready, especially for at home, um, for infusions, which is, you know, tinctures are very similar. Um, but like for infusions, basically you're going to take your kind of like already palatable spirit, um, and infuse that with another flavor. Um, so when it comes to like, uh, like a botanical or an herb, things like that, we kind of stick more to a ratio of like 750 mil 
of your spirit to about five grams mm. of of that uh, herb, and it just is going to sit, um, you know, overnight. If you do like a tea infusion, sometimes you only need like ten to forty minutes, depending on the flavors that you're trying to extract. Um, if you're using teas and citrus peel and things like that, like it will eventually taste bitter, um, which might not be the flavors that you're trying to get out of it where you just want more of like the bright, uh, like fresh notes out of it. So, so is there like a trial and error, uh, as far as, you know, different types of infusions that you're using for versus yeah. like sweet, bitter? Definitely a trial and error. Um, I think for the teas, like a lot of the recipes, uh, when you like buy loose leaf tea, especially has like, um, use, uh, use like one tablespoon of tea or teaspoon of tea to eight ounces of water. You know what I mean? And you can kind of scale that up. Like you could get the, uh, depending on how much you're trying to infuse, just use vodka or your, your, sorry, your spirit instead of water and then um kind of let that sit for uh, for tea like i said like 10 to 30 minutes depending on how much you're trying to make and that will help pull out all the flavors that you need that's pretty cool Uh, but yeah using for infusion you kind of have to use a a fair amount like 750 milliliters which is probably better for a restaurant but doing at home it's kind of like you're sacrificing a whole uh, bottle for infusion but it's kind of hard to do a proper infusion with like five ounces of spirit right yeah. Or have you found any success in doing small quantities or, you know, you, you're so used to doing it, you know, much bigger quantities because you're running. I'm definitely, bars. definitely used to doing it at uh, like by the bottle, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, we try to test everything first. So, you know, for if we could get like uh, 250 mils of or 200 mils of a, of a spirit and do like a gram of that infusion and, and of what we're trying to infuse and let it sit. Um, you can definitely do that and then scale it up pretty safely that like five grams to 750 mil, uh, is going to work. Got it. And are you typically, um, oh, of course you're, you're weighing that gram or whatever, mm-hmm. like you said, you weighing is the key. And then does it matter in what, like, well, like if let's say you're using, I don't know what kind of example, but would you cut it all up? Like if you're infusing, I'm going to use as an example, jalapeno, you're going to mm-hmm. cut them whatever grams you're using, you're going to dice it up nicely or kind of just a couple big pieces as long as it weighs what you're looking for. Yeah. So like if you're trying to do, um, so if you think about it, like the more you cut it, the more surface area there's going to be for the liquid to, uh, touch and pull flavor from. Mm. Um, so if you dice it up fine, you're going to, I think you're going to get a little more of that spice out of it quicker. Um, we usually just, uh, we'll like cut our jalapeno in half and then chop our half wheels from there and, and infuse that for like our spicy tincture. Got it. That's cool. Do you ever infuse, um, tequila with jalapeno or have you not done that yet? Yeah, we actually, um, so we do two different spicy tinctures for the bars. Um, Madam George, we do a dasher. Um, so it's more of like a concentrate it's a vodka base with jalapeno and serrano peppers um we uh, are working out different methods of it now actually because like i i recently wanted to you know i tasted uh 
a bottle rocket that we made and I thought that it could be spicier. Um, so we're trying to amp up the concentrate even higher. Um, so right now I have the jalapenos and serranos sitting in for like an additional day and I'm going to keep tasting. Um, you know, probably if I want it to be a concentrate that we use in the dashers, I'll probably keep tasting until my eyes water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but for Valerie, actually we use, uh, we use like a, a tequila base, um, with jalapeno and serrano peppers, um, not quite as long of an infusion. And when we're building our margarita we would do like three quarter lime three quarter agave half ounce of our spicy tequila tincture and one and a half of our tequila or mezcal that someone calls for um now the only disadvantage to that is that if somebody wants like a you know like a a vodka spicy cocktail then you know it's already is a tequila tequila base yeah Yeah. Yeah. but for margaritas it's it's perfect because you're you're maintaining that agave flavor throughout, um, you know, without without using like a half ounce of like this like tincture that could be a vodka base. So that tequila tincture, it's a tincture. That tequila, the spicy one, that's a uh, that's one of those. Yeah, that's one of our one of our tinctures, one of our infusions that we do um, with the jalapeno and serranos, but we use a tequila base. Yeah, and it's just a blanco tequila, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Might have to, you know, take that one from you or just oh, try. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like you could do a more, more mild infusion. Um, and then you could just use like that bottle. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't need to cut it with another tequila um, or, or mezcal, but uh, you would just have like your spicy tequila that you could use. Um, but like, by, amping up the intensity of the heat then we only have to use a half ounce of it and then we can use any other type of like call tequila that someone wants or mezcal that someone wants and then uh, we still maintain like our our uh like scoville units that's cool yeah and so how long would you leave that infusion for with the or do you strain it out Uh, Yeah, we, we strain it out. Um, so for our spicy tincture, it sits about like 24 hours and then Mm -hmm. we taste, you know what I mean? Like depending on, um, how the peppers react, uh, that time out, but that one is pretty consistent, uh, usually about 24 hours and it's pretty on point. Got it. And you said the new one you're working on, you want it to be the concentrated one you you want to cry. That's how you know you'll be. It'll yeah, be like that's, ready. I, I tasted it and we do about like eight dashes of the tincture and I'd prefer to get it down to like four dashes to be even hotter. So, yeah, that that's cool. Because, yeah, you're using a smaller amount. So you just you need that small amount to be really, really, really up yeah. in heat. I, mean, I need it to hurt. I think if you would <laughs> taste it just on its own. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, all right. Now we could go back to originally the shrubs all right last time i remember i asked you for a mountain on the shrubs um tell us a little bit more about it because i remember last time it was towards the end of the podcast so shrubs break them down for us if you can yeah um so shrubs are going to be uh your method of adding acid to a cocktail without using like fresh citrus of like your lime or lemon or verjus um So we're going to add our sugar and our, um, you know, fruit or vegetable or herb, whatever flavor you're trying to extract um, with a touch of water and, um, and 
vinegar. You could use white vinegar or red wine vinegar or sherry vinegar, whatever it is, depending on the flavor you're trying to make. Um, and the vinegar will act as a preservative um, as well, which is like how they started. Um, but I, I love a good shrub because you can use it in a stirred cocktail and provide acid to that cocktail, or you could use it in a shaken and not use as much or if any, like lime, lemon, some of those lower pH ones to balance out the drink. Um, so when you're making it, um, let me pull up. We have, so we have one, uh, carrot ginger shrub, uh, oh. that we've used at Valerie before. Um, so for that recipe, uh, and this is like to make about a quart, um, actually a touch more now that I look at it. Um, but it would be, uh, we have four cups of our, uh, fresh carrot juice, um, a half cup of peeled and diced, uh, ginger, um, and then two cups sugar. And for that, what we're going to do is, um, you know, put that, the, the juice, the ginger and the sugar into, uh, a pot on like uh, low to medium heat and just warm it up just enough for the, um, the sugar to dissolve into that mixture. Um, and the, uh, flavor from the ginger to extract. And then, uh, after that is strained and cooled, um, or after, sorry, after it's cooled, we'll strain it out and then we will add in the vinegar and, um, then we'll have our carrot shrub. Cool. So after that, after you strain it out, you just add the the vinegar and yeah. it's ready to go. Yeah. So there's, well, there's two ways that you can do a shrub. Like, uh, the more traditional ways to take, um, your flavor, like your fruit and herbs and put it into the vinegar. And basically what you're doing is infusing the vinegar with all of the flavor that you want. And then you could add just the vinegar and sugar together um, or vinegar, sugar, and more of the fruit together to extract those flavors without water. Um, but because we're making kind of like larger quantities and uh, we really want to make sure that fruit or veggie or flavor that we're looking to create is there. Um, we'll kind of make like, a like we're working on a simple, like on a, on a syrup. Right. And then we just cut our water content and replace it with vinegar. And what would be the ratio that, for example, that recipe on the carrot one you, where you used, uh, what would be the ratio on the vinegar? So like if you were, so that would be like equal parts vinegar and sugar. Um, but for example, like, uh, um, let's see, like if you're making one, uh, that has, so we do like a, a pear shrub as I'm looking through, we have, uh, you know, uh, three, let's say it starts with three cups sugar and then a, a five of our Anjou pears, uh, with two cinnamon sticks and two allspice berries. Um, so we'll add that, um, with water, only one and a half cups of water to three cups of our sugar. Uh, and then we'll extract all the flavors, allow the pears to get nice and soft, pull the flavor from the cinnamon stick and the allspice um, over medium heat. And then when we allow that to cool and strain out, we'll add in what we're missing is an ounce and, or sorry, a cup and a half of liquid. So which would be the vinegar, which would be the vinegar. Oh, and then the shelf life on these shrubs typically. Uh, like if refrigerated properly, like a month or more. 
Damn, that's cool. And yeah. then uh, uh, typically, what's the amount you kind of use in cocktails? Are they like a half an ounce to an ounce? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, could be like an ounce, uh, um, depending on what else you're playing with. Yeah, like half ounce, three quarter to an ounce is great. Um, they're also great just like if you use your shrub and soda or shrub and tonic, if you just wanted like a no ABV kind of like highball. Um, and that would be uh, like, yeah, like an ounce, ounce and a half, and then just fill with soda or tonic. Damn, cool. And then wondering, just wondering, because both of those shrub examples you gave us, uh, how do you guys use those? Is that for Madame George or Valerie? Uh, those were both for Valerie. Uh, the carrot shrub we actually use for a non-alcoholic cocktail, like when we first opened. So it was like uh, the carrot shrub, uh, a I think a quarter ounce of lemon, uh, like a half ounce of ginger. And then we did uh, seed lip, non-alcoholic spirit. Mm-hmm. They're like spice that has a lot of those like uh, clove and and anise notes. And then uh, egg white. Cool. Well, and that, that uh, sounds great. Yeah. The pear shrub was for like a low ABV, uh, kind of like a aperitivo style of cocktail. So it was like a touch of lime or pear shrub, uh, fino sherry and amaro. And then uh, we topped it with a uh, unfiltered cider. So it sounds like the the shrub's a little bit more diverse than your just citrus, you know, type of. uh, Yeah, for sure. It's it's kind of like your. I guess what it's it's like your um, your syrup and your citrus in one. So would you cut back on on those like on the cocktail because of the shrub? Yeah, like you, I think a lot of times with a shrub, sometimes you only need just like a touch more acid, depending on what you're building or or none at all. Um, and then you might need just a touch more sugar, like uh, in the sense of like ginger or honey or something like that, depending on what cocktail and what spirit you're playing with. Um, but sometimes again, not at all, but, uh, I think I'm just like biased towards adding a touch of ginger to a lot of things. No, you like ginger too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we, you know, we juice it fresh and make our ginger syrup out of fresh ginger juice. Um, so it's like an easy pull to beef up a cocktail. So now since you're on it, when you make ginger syrup, you, uh, juice fresh ginger and then you add that to your simple syrup or. Uh, the ginger juice is the, the water content oh, of, cool. of the simple. So that is the, uh, like the welcome to the team, uh, task, which is, or- <laughs> uh, peeling about 30 pounds of ginger. Uh, and then we, we juice, we juice that and then, uh, uh, and then we'll, yeah, we'll add our sugar content, uh, to that over like a, like, again, like a low medium heat. So that way it's not. We're not losing any liquid on it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and we, we have to do that uh, every week. We do about 30 to 40 pounds of ginger a week. So they're either going to walk out wow. loving ginger or, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, ginger, <laughs> it's going to be one or the other. Yeah. that That's cool, though. And it's not, and then when you use that ginger syrup, because a lot of times people find it, you know, that it's a little much. Are they are you using, like, very small quantities of the ginger syrup? Mm-hmm. Depends or on the depends, co- uh, depends on the cocktail. Like for our um, for like your standard buck, right? Which is kind mm-hmm. of going to be the broader category of your like Moscow mules. 
Um, the standard recipe is going to be half lime, three quarter ginger syrup, two ounces of your spirit. And you're going to do like a quick shake on that and then top it with soda. And then you have your, you know, your ginger beer to say, um, so yeah, with a, a call like that, that's a, that's three quarters of an ounce of it. Um, so it is going to be a touch spicier than what most people are used to. Um, but it makes a delicious cocktail. Um, and then sometimes I think a lot, it's kind of like most bartenders, uh, including myself that sometimes you just need a dash or two of Angostura. Um, (laughs) I kind of feel the same way about ginger. Sometimes you just need like a teaspoon or quarter ounce of ginger to help bind all the other ingredients together. Nice. I I love ginger as well. So I'm glad you're on that camp. What are some flavors that you like to pair ginger with or some, maybe some that are not too popular that you yourself have been able to, you know, make work with ginger? Hmm. Well, I think, uh, definitely carrot. Uh, I think, uh, vegetal notes and ginger go together super well. Um, I think that, uh, man, I'm trying to think of what it doesn't go with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think ginger goes plays so nicely with, with everything. Uh, we have a cocktail in Madame George that's, uh, like a French 75 variation. And we do fresh carrot juice with, uh, with lemon and ginger and then, uh, top it with, uh, non-alcoholic, uh, Prosecco and the seed lip, oh, wow. uh, garden as our base. Um, so it's really bright and vegetal. Um, but yeah, honestly, I'd have a hard time telling you what ginger doesn't play with. Nice <laughs> That's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. And now, all right. So now when doing all this, especially at a bar or restaurant, you're preparing for a, a decent amount. Earlier, you're talking about how some sometimes certain flavors, even though you're doing the same ratio, could overtake when prepping, you know, a larger amount. What kind of example can you give us of that? And what's something that you can do to avoid that? Yeah. Um, so scaling, scaling up, um, is what we were talking about earlier. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've just kind of been noticing like, you know, part of my job as, um, beverage director and, and, uh, leading the bars is just to maintain consistency. Um, so for example, we make a cranberry curacao in how, sorry, that's my dog. No, you're good. <laughs> um, we make a cranberry curacao in house uh, for our stirred cosmopolitan variation for Madame George, and we use uh, orange peel, touch of cloves, fresh cranberries, and vodka um, when we're making that curacao. And you know, I, I was saying like we we straw test cocktails all the time to make sure that we're maintaining consistency. Um, but the big difference sometimes is like when you have like a proper sip of a drink. So like if we'll do a pre-shift meeting um, or sometimes I'll just have a bartender, like make me one of the cocktails so I could, you know, bring the the glass to my lips, get more of the aroma on my nose and uh, like have a proper sip. I just felt like the Curacao had that cinnamon was just really lingering, you know, and you know what I mean? And it was more wintry cocktail than all season. Um, so, uh, I was talking to Daniel, our prep leader about kind of just like when it comes to pairing up recipes, um, maybe we need to just watch the cinnamon. Um, so if we're doing like a teaspoon of cinnamon to, 
what would be like uh looks like two cups of vodka as our base when we pair that up maybe we just need to uh add an extra quarter teaspoon instead of another half um and uh and then i noticed too for we do a fig infused scotch and as we were pairing it up um if you just like kind of multiply the exact recipe over and over it just kind of feels really jammy and we were losing the kind of like the the scotchiness of the cocktail so we just had to watch the amount of figs um the weight on our figs as we were putting them in um as we were scaling up so sometimes it might just be depending on certain ingredients. You you just gotta scale a little. Yeah, and I noticed too, cinnamon cinnamon's definitely one of them. Uh, we brandy our cherries in house as well. Um, and I got a cherry yesterday. I was working on a new cocktail. I got a cherry that was like uh, bottom of the glass, and uh, the forefront flavor was exactly where it needed to be. But at the end, it was just kind of like all cinnamon. Um, so we talked about kind of keeping our, uh, our, uh, spices in, um, like a cheesecloth tied up and soaking in so we could extract it at a particular time instead of just kind of like leaving them loose in there. Mm. Um, sometimes one might get lost on through the strain or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, so just keeping a closer eye on those things, but I think scaling up just is again, it's, takes time to kind of like find exactly where you need to be, but it's definitely something that you should watch if you're in your bar restaurant. Man, the attention, the detail that you get to all these (laughs) things is is like, it's so, so cool. And I'm sure that's what makes the, uh, the cocktails there. Amazing. Thanks man. (laughs) We, we, we do what we can for sure. And you wouldn't think that there's so much going into something. So you think it's so simple. As a cocktail, but yeah, in reality, you know, there isn't. I've I've found as we're trying to do our best to get into, uh, you know, like cocktail publications and things mm-hmm. like that, and um, speaking to writers, they're kind of like it's more so geared towards home bartenders, things that we could make at home easily, and they're just like, well, you, you can't make any of this stuff at home, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't, yeah. but. At least, well, at least we can say, well, then there's another reason to come see us. Yeah, that's yeah. I know we want to go because you know, it sounds amazing. Exactly. But um, no, I feel like there's some um, th- th- there's a big group of people that would love to try this and would try this at home. Um, I feel like sometimes finding the right information is the hard part. Yeah, um, for sure. Because even books, like in a book, everything you have explained today, it could be there, but I feel like understanding it in the book, sometimes it's harder because you can't ask, you know, yeah. the book isn't going to answer back a, a question that you might not understand. Yeah, and You're able sure. to uh, answer us exactly like how to do it or on the examples that you gave us. Which yeah. Is, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I've had people that like uh, DM us on Instagram and they're just like, I had this cocktail uh, when I was at the bar, like, how do I make it? And like, I have no problem explaining to people you know, if they ask like how to make a drink, it's not a, a giant secret. I think the more information out there is just going to be educate the consumer even more and make them more interested in trying something new. And um, so I'm, I'm always down for, you know, like any of your listeners that have a question. 
Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, that people try some, some of this stuff and let us know, or, or they let us know like what kind of, uh, a specific recipe maybe that you've already done or something that could, you know, get you to get going on, on a specific recipe or something like that. But is there any other type of, um, like this type of prep work that you think we should touch base on or that you think is important for, uh, I'm sure everything's important for cocktail making, but that you feel we should talk about. Uh, I think an, another fun one for home is fat washing. Oh yeah, yeah. What's um, that? Just because like is. it's it's easy, it's kind of easy to do at the house. You know what I mean? Like if you want to do like a bacon washed whiskey or peanut butter washed rum or or something like that. Um, that's just going to be kind of like through cold compress, um, as well as time, like you'll be able to extract one flavor and put it into your spirit, um, providing like a touch more body and texture, um, as well as flavor into your spirit. Um, so like we do quite a few fat washes for the bars. Um, but, uh, like uh, we do a bacon washed rye whiskey for our uh, what we call our bodega sour. Um, and uh, that one is super easy to do at home. Um, you could grab like your bottle of whiskey uh, and start with about five to eight ounces of fat. Um, so like if you're making bacon and you just keep the fat off to the side, um, you know, get it a little warm so it's liquid. And then combine the ingredients together in a in a separate pan or, or a dish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then saran wrap it, put it in your freezer overnight. Um, and the next day or two, you can pull it out, and the fat will kind of solidify on top of the whiskey. Um, excuse me. And then you can just kind of crack it and pull the fat off and strain out the whiskey and you're going to have this very aromatic um, kind of like creamier, richer mm-hmm. texture whiskey. And you could easily have like a bacon washed old fashioned or sour or, <laughs> you know, something like that. Bacon and whiskey combined. Oh my God. That's like my dream. <laughs> but so when you get the fat from the bacon, you literally just cooked, like let's say you cook bacon in the, yeah. in the skillet and then you just keep the fat. Yeah, keep the fat. Um, and then when you have, you know, about like, I'd say like eight ounces is about what we use for bottle, but five for home, I think would be good. Maybe let it sit two nights in the freezer. Um, I think that's really kind of like, yeah, all you really need. And it's a really easy way to uh, create a new cocktail. Wow, that sounds that, interesting. Yeah, sounds amazing. And what about, what about the peanut butter? How, how is that? How would you... Fat wash with peanut butter. Uh, similar method. So um, you can take your uh, um, ba- kind of like baking pan is a good way to start uh, and spread the peanut butter onto the bottom of the pan um, and then pour your whiskey or rum or spirit, whatever it is that you're you're trying to infuse over top. And um, yeah, kind of same thing. Put it in the freezer. Um, there's some great articles on punch.com that breaks down this like uh, – freezing ingredients together to extract flavors like whereas we're also used to using heat um Mm -hmm. but um yeah and then and then you'll have like a a nice peanut butter washed spirit 
And how, for example, how do you use that? How do you apply that? Uh, so we use a uh, and and madam george we do a uh a nuts for nuts cocktail um so nuts for nuts are the honey roasted peanuts uh that are on the street corners in new york city um and if you've ever like walked down the block and smelled them they're incredibly aromatic and to me just like really remind me of you know walking the streets in new york um, so we, we go to our local vendor, um, buy the nuts for nuts, uh, and we blend them down into, we like make a peanut butter out of them, um, and then spread that onto the pan. And we, we wash it with, uh, Ichiko Shochu Saiten, which is, uh, a 43% barley distillate from Japan. Um, and then we make a Manhattan variation with that infusion, um, using Carpino Antico formula uh, Amir, China, China, Amir, and, oh, nice. uh, a, uh, uh, it's called Myris nutmeg liqueur, which is like brand new to the market. Um, and it is a nutmeg liqueur that uses the whole fruit skin oh, and spice, uh, to make a 40% liqueur instead of something that's like overly yes. sweet. Um, and that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, it's i'm just gonna say it's so impressive everything that you know and you know the way you care for your craft it's really really cool oh thanks guys yeah it's just you know i i love this stuff and it, it just i'm fortunate that i'm able to kind of like make the cocktails uh that i want to make and um and have the the clientele that's willing to try it um and uh yeah if you just there's so many books out there so many articles online um, that you can read these things and just try at home. Like you won't know until you try it and then pair it with the spirit or style of drink, make a variation of a classic or a familiar cocktail that, you know, and, uh, yeah, go from there. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, uh, thanks again for your time and for coming back on to talk to us. We really appreciate that. I think we, this, this is an awesome talk and I'm going to go back and listen to it to try a couple of the things, especially, you know, and let you know how it goes hopefully it goes well of course sounds good man yeah and i i can send you a recipe um anything that you're interested in and that way you have like a more direct line uh something that you guys can try cool awesome we appreciate that and uh hopefully we'll bring you on the third time in the future yeah (laughs) i'm around (laughs) that sounds good all right marshall have a good one man all right thanks guys Mm -hmm.